you guys are like us, we all struggle with sin, right? We've got some helpful tips and tricks from the Bible that'll help us overcome. Stick around. Right. Mr. Brandon, how's it going, man? Doing great, man. What's up? Well, just trying to keep it real here. I hear you. I hear you. We've got our uh, director, Danny, here in the studio today. Yeah, we got the pressure on. Oh, we man. perform well. I know. Talent. The talent's going to have to crush it now. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. And you're the talent, so. Oh, well. Yeah, we need to get on Indeed for sure and get some actual <laughs> talent here. Oh, man. All right, so... Um, Let's pray over this thing. You, open us up, man. Pray Let's it is pray. in. Dear Lord, thank you for this day that you've given us. Thank you for the opportunity to be able to open your word and to be able to talk about things that they befall all of us. Lord, when it comes to temptation and sin, we're, we're kind of stuck in a feedback loop here on this side of eternity. And Lord, I pray that through your word, you allow us to see victory in areas of temptation in our lives. And I pray that you would allow us today as we talk just to unravel some of those truths so that we can better guard against temptation. And Lord, it's in your precious Holy Holy Son's name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, man. So temptation, don't like that stuff. No, definitely not. And that's, that's kind of the question that we're trying to answer today is how do we overcome temptation? Yeah. Um, But I think first we have to define what temptation really is. Yeah. So what am I, you're looking at, you're looking at me, I guess I have to define it. Oh goodness gracious, man. See, it's, it's that first word. It's whoever says the first word, then they're able to like, okay, you're the one that's on the spot and you have to answer it. Yep. Well, great. So temptation is, all right, let me think about it. Anything, anything that entices you to be disobedient to the will of God. I agree. I think that's. Did I, did I pass? Is perfect. that good? That was 100%. Yeah. All right, man. Anything that leads us astray um, leads us to that moment of committing the sin or thinking yeah. about the sin or whatever it might be. Um, it leads us to that. Yeah. So. And, and I think I think that kind of alludes to a good point, too. There's thought, thought sin, right? So mm-hmm. there's, you know, you kind of think about it, and it's kind of in there, and you don't necessarily act on it. Then yeah. there's the sin where we do actually act out and we do something wrong. Um, and then there's the sin of omission, right? Where we know we're supposed to be obedient in something. And, you know, for whatever reason, we're like, ah, I'm not doing it. Yep. And so I think those are, those are th- the three things that I'm aware of as far as like how it breaks down. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then for a lot of people, I know for me personally, whenever I first, you know, was kind of getting serious about this stuff is defining where that line is, especially yeah. with the thought life. Cause the thought yeah. life's kind of a, it's kind of an, a thing that's hard to grasp. Um, yeah. You don't know exactly, have I crossed that line? Did I not cross the line? Um, so where's that at? And so I think that's kind of going to be one thing that we're going to talk about um, here as we go through this. Um, but I'd just like to read one uh, passage of Scripture first. It's out of John chapter 16, verse 33. It says, I have told you these things so that we, so that I, so that in me, excuse me, you may have peace. In this world, you may have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Yeah. So we have the we have the assurance that not necessarily we will overcome the world. Jesus already did, yeah. and He lives inside me, and that's that's the whole that's the whole picture there. We will overcome through the power of the Holy Spirit, man. Yeah, and so if we think kind of practically, like um, <clears throat> as as we're kind of going through life, right? Yeah. Um, you know, let's make this real, real, real to the guys and, you know, kind of unpack kind of where we live too. Um, the gym 
oh my gosh, yeah, worst place on the planet. Well, that and the beach, right? Yeah. For any kind of like you know sexual thought life sin, oh, yeah. you Definitely. know, and um, you know, if we think about being more than an overcomer, um, and more than a conqueror and all that, it, it's it, it, we have to understand that we in and of ourselves we're not doing it. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit in us that's giving us the power and um, giving us the way out, right? Oh, yeah. And so if we're thinking about the gym, you know, uh, t- t- here, you can, you can kind of, I'll, I'll let you have the thunder on this one. How yeah. about that? What, what, do we, what, do we, what are the two places we look at when we're, when we're at the gym? So when we're at the gym, we look at the ceiling or our shoelaces. That's right. That's, 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 the, way, that's the way it has to work um, for us. And we found that that's a good way of distracting and keeping our mind out of places that it shouldn't be. Um, so that's kind of our philosophy whenever we're there. Because um, it's, like you said, it's a place that can be a big stumbling block for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I'm included in that. So yeah. we have to be able to guard our hearts. Uh, to me, I call it a trigger-rich environment because a trigger can lead toward, you know, to me, trigger is like a synonym for temptation, right? Yeah. So your trigger, you're like, oh, it's triggering my thought life or it's triggering whatever, the temptation. So it's a trigger-rich environment. And uh, Danny brought up something when we were talking earlier that uh, you guys didn't even know that I did, but he he mentioned you guys started doing it intentionally, setting screens. Yeah. So I actually set screens for guys when I'm like, I'll put myself yeah. in between you know, say, say I'm spotting somebody on, well, I can't do it when I'm spotting cause I gotta be behind you, but yeah. say I'm just, you know, there waiting for my set behind somebody that's doing, you know, curls or something. Yeah. I will intentionally place myself to be a brother in between them and whoever the closest, hottest girl is because I don't want them, you know, having that stumbling block yeah. of potentially going down that rabbit hole in their mind. So I think that's a, that's a huge thing. You know, not only do we need to guard ourselves, but we need to guard our brothers. Oh yeah. And so I think that's huge. Yeah. I'm glad Danny brought that up. Absolutely. And yeah, that's something that we try to do whenever we're there. Um, and we even, last time we were in the gym together, the, uh, there was somebody walking around and, uh, we ended up just like navigating, like peripheral, like away and out of the situations. Yep. And it's not that, it's not that we're worried that, you know, anything's going to happen right there in the gym or anything like that, but we're guarding against that thought life. Um, because that's, that's where a lot of that stuff is going to take root first. Yeah. Um, and so if we can't really, if we can't get over that, then it could lead to other things. So we're just right. guarding our hearts in that. And yeah. let me, let me actually take this opportunity to tease to an episode and I haven't even shared this to, with you yet, but yeah. there's going to be an episode coming down the pike here. That's going to be the two most important things on being a modern man. All right. The okay. two most important things. And Without giving those away, I'll kind of allude to them because I yeah. don't want to completely steal the thunder of that episode. But the, one of the things is actually like how your thought life shapes how you look at the world, right? Kind of like your yeah. mindset or whatever. Yeah. He's a kind of a modern word, mindset. Yeah. So if you allow yourself to perpetually like go down the rabbit hole, look at women and objectify them at the gym or look at pornography or whatever the sexual sin is, as soon as you start internalizing that and doing it on a regular ongoing basis, that completely changes your entire mindset because now the only way you look at women is to objectify them. And now the only way, whenever you encounter a woman, you're immediately going right down that slippery slope mentally to, you know, I'm, I'm disrespecting her and, you know, um, not treating her the way she should be mentally in my mind. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's so big because, you know, it, it, 
almost all guys, um, and, and I can't say all guys because I'm sure there's a guy out there that, you know, um, that's not a big, big struggle for him, but almost all guys, it's a big, big struggle to, you know, relate to women in a meaningful way as Christian sisters and not objectify them and, you know, undress them with their minds, you know, and, um, let's, let's, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of there. So let's, let's camp out there for a minute. And I know this is a little bit deviating from temptation, but let's camp out here for just a second because, um, so we've got temptation what kind of safeguards do we need to put? So we'll, we'll, we'll tease this out. So you're at the gym. We've talked about screens. We've talked about, you know, stuff like that. So what other kind of safeguards can we put in place to make sure that temptation doesn't conquer us, but we conquer temptation? Yeah. I think one of the easiest ones right off the bat is have a buddy, mm. have a partner and have somebody that you're accountable to somebody that you can go in the gym with. Um, like we, we all have each other, uh, me and Andrew and Danny, we have each other when we're working out, um, that just keeps us accountable and is looking where you're looking, like watching what you're looking at. And I think that's something that, uh, is extremely valuable to have somebody that's like, if you do happen to gaze a little bit too long, have somebody be like, you know, slap you and be like, Hey, what are you doing? You know, let's get back on track. And that's important. And that's important to have that openness with somebody else that you can, kind of partner in that. Um, so I think that's number one is just don't be alone. Don't, don't isolate yourself. That's good. That's good. I think, um, practically too, you know, uh, some guys and I've not used this, but I know our pastor uses it. And I know a lot of other guys do, um, covenant eyes on your devices. And, uh, basically that's, uh, excuse me, that's like, it's like a safeguard. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that you look at, it like records your history, it shares it with your accountability partner or your wife or however you set that up. Yeah. And so um, for guys that really struggle with what they're looking at on their devices and stuff like that, I would highly recommend investigating Covenant Eyes. Oh, yeah. And by the way, if Covenant Eyes is watching this, you can sponsor Full Power. We would love it. Yep. But anyway, um, I digress. Covenant Eyes is a great thing. And um, I think I think it's really, really important to be ruthless yeah. against any kind of sin that's in our life. And, you know, we're kind of going down this, this rabbit hole of like sexual sin and pornography and stuff like that because it's so prevalent I mean, amongst... That's, that's the culture we yeah. live in. I yeah. mean, it is, it is so permeated into everything um and that's that's one of the things we were talking about earlier is that it's in my generation like we were five or six year old and we years old and we had an internet access and that's that's shaping the psyche of children in this world that we live in that maybe my parents or my grandparents they didn't have to deal with that in the same way um with it being so prevalent that's kind of the it's kind of the world we live in so we have to attack sin swiftly um, because it's not just a, it's not a game it's not something that's like oh well I shouldn't have done that no it's a serious thing and yeah. uh, we've got to we've got to take take hold yeah be accountable yeah and I, I think I think that's the thing too it's serious yeah we got to take it serious you got to be um, I keep going back to this word but you have to be ruthless you know you have to be um, creative you have to be intentional you have to be active as soon as we're passive, that's when temptation flips the switch to sin. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Danny and I wish, I wish we had three microphones so he could be on, but I'm going to speak for him and give him credit. But, you know, he was talking about earlier where him and his girlfriend, they have a strategic plan on how to encounter these different circumstances and how yeah. they're going to navigate through them. 
And I think, you know, uh, Fernanda and I have done that too. You know, we don't have, um, I don't have any friends of the opposite sex. She doesn't have any friends of the opposite sex. And basically what that is, is to make sure that Satan doesn't get that foothold. Um, and you just need to be real and honest with yourself of what you can handle and what you can't. Oh yeah. And you know, uh, uh, let's talk. Let's, so we had two similar beach experiences. You share your beach experience and I'll share mine. Yeah. So there was, uh, I was at the beach with uh, my family, my wife's family and uh, me and her brother, me and her brother were sitting there and, uh, I happened to glance out of the corner of my eye. I'm looking at the beach, looking at the, uh, the water and I happened to glance out of the corner of my eye that there's a group of girls coming down. And, um, I just, set my eyes on the horizon, just straight in front of me. And uh, that's where I kept my eyeballs. And, um, during that time, I noticed that he was looking at me because I was the the preacher man, so to speak. And he was going to see, he was watching me to see how I'd react to that. Um, and whenever we got done, he mentioned, he was like, Hey, why didn't, why don't you look at those girls? And I was able to explain to him, Hey, that's not, you know, that's I'm married to your sister and she's the most important thing in the world to me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that to her. And uh, he just was like, well, you know, whatever. But it's one of those moments where, you know, you have to make an intentional action in the moment in order to keep yourself from viewing something or seeing something that then could be a pathway into sin. Yeah. Um, So that's kind of subverting temptation before temptation even has a chance. Um, and I think it's, I think it's vital. I think it's crucial to be able to have those, have the ability to do that. And that's something that's a process and I'm not perfect at it. Don't, don't let me mislead you there. Um, but it's something that we've just got to work through diligently in order to put those safeguards up. Cause if not, it becomes passive and passivity leads into a whole other realm of terrible possibilities when it comes to stuff like that. So, yeah. well, and, and I, I want to, I want to highlight even a little bit more, just the importance of, you know, not only guarding our own hearts, but like you were saying, there are people watching all the time and whether or not we, you know, find out afterward that they were paying attention. They are, they're paying attention, you know, and, uh, it's, it's, it's so significant to set that example and set that tone for yourself and for those around you. And then what I wanted to kind of do is juxtapose, your circumstance with my circumstance. So sim- similar thing, a posse of young ladies, attractive coming down the beach and my, my family's, you know, the kids and Fernando are playing in the water in the surf and I'm sitting back a little bit. Yeah. I know they're going to be walking in front of me. Right. And, uh, I'm like, I, I can't handle this. This is not okay for me. You know, thought life, I can't handle this. So whereas you stared at the horizon and just kind of let them blurry go by, mm. what I did was as soon as they hit my periphery on the one side, I turned my head all the way the other way so they're out of my periphery. As soon as they hit my periphery again, I turned my head the other way. And because I knew that there's no way that I'm going to be able to, yeah. you know, journey through that. So yeah. the way I journey through that is to not. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I think it's, it's, it's so personal for each person though. Like that's, that's the thing is it's not, you know, this dogmatic, you know, we're not trying to be Pharisees here and put up walls in order to keep us from sin. Cause that's what they did in the time between Malachi and Matthew. Um, we're trying to just basically say, evaluate, do yourself a favor, self-evaluate, get before the Lord and just Tell him, expose me, expose my areas of weakness. Show me where I need to put these safeguards. Because some people are 
a lot farther along the journey and, and they can, they're able to enter into certain situations without stumbling or without sinning. And I think that's what scripture is talking about when it talks about the weaker brother. Yeah. And that's, and we have to have allowances on either side for that. Um, so yeah, I think you're hundred percent right. And that's, that's good, man. And I, I think, you know, just to drive that point home, you know, what we're talking about is extra biblical, exactly oh, yeah. what you're yeah, saying. Definitely. And, and I think it's important for the guys watching and listening to hear that because again, um, we're not we're not espousing that uh, this is how you do it. This is what the Bible says because the Bible says flee from sexual sin. Yep, that's what the Bible says. How you flee is personal accountability with God. You yep. need to have a battle plan with Him, a battle plan with your wife, a battle plan with your girlfriend. Yep. You know whatever that is, so that when temptation strikes, it's not easy. We keep saying passive. And I think that's, that's the ticket. Yeah. Whenever you're passive, you're just going to go straight from temptation, straight into sin. You're just, gonna, Oh, yeah. you know, I've heard it said, well, I just, I couldn't help myself. Mm. That's, that's, that's a passive victim mindset is what mm. that is. Oh, I, I, man, I just I couldn't help myself. Yeah. Well, um, sorry, brother, but you could, mm. and there's grace and there's love for that. And, Let's get back on the horse and be ruthless about this yeah, thing. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I mean, we're we're called to live a certain way. Yeah, and we're not going to be able to do that in our own power, and we're certainly not going to be able to do that if we just kind of lay down and give up before the fight even started. Um, so I think that's extremely valuable um, yeah. for sure. Um, Romans chapter twelve comes to mind, verse twenty-one. It says, "Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good." We're not doing the overcoming. That's not me. Jesus is doing that overcoming through me. But I have to partner with him in that. I have to be able to say, you know, I'm not just going to, he's not just going to pop the top off my head and pour in all of this perfection. That's not the way it works. It's diligence. It's reading his word. It's putting the spiritual practices into practice in my life. And I think you're 100% right because we got to be diligent about it. It's not a game. It's, It's real life. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 about being active, proactive, taking it serious, and you know, being engaged in all this stuff. And I, you know, this this is this is always my soapbox. My soapbox is always the the bane of busyness and distraction. That's that's always my soapbox, and that's the drum I beat and I beat and I beat. The reason that I beat that drum is you. Ha- it takes energy and intentionality and time to make a battle plan to stick to a battle plan. Yeah. When, when, when do we succumb to sin most often? It's when we're fatigued. Yeah. And when are we fatigued? When we're super busy and super distracted. Yeah. So if you're falling to sin a lot and I'll just speak for myself. So when I fall to sin, it's yeah. because I'm super busy. I'm overextended. I'm on the verge of burnout and I'm just like, Oh man, you know what? Uh, I can, I can just linger and let my eyes, land where they shouldn't land. Mm-hmm. That's it's okay. And yeah. I'm just oh, I'm just I'm too tired to to bounce my eyes and bounce my mind and and not go down that rabbit. I'm just yeah. too tired. Lord, I I know you extend mercy and grace to me. Yeah. Thank you for that. I'm just going to Yeah, and I'm I'm guilty of that fallback too where we just we get into that mindset even though we know it's not right yeah. of well there's there's mercy upon mercy, yeah. you know, kind of thing. But we cannot do that so that sin may abound by no means. That's what scripture says. Paul says, absolutely not. Um, and I'm right there with you because it, it tends to become when you're, when you're just kind of exhausted with it, you don't really see, maybe you're not seeing the fruits that you want to see. You're kind of burnt out. 
and it becomes a lot easier to slip into that sin. And yeah. now there is a difference, and I would like to make that distinction between falling into sin and jumping into sin. Yeah. Um, and I heard that said once, and that was so impactful impactful to me um, because there's a difference in, say, me wanting to steal your water there. Don't you do it, bro. I might. I'm getting thirsty. I got my it's water. my Yeti. Um, by the way, if Yeti's listening to this, <laughs> you, you guys can just do I'm uh, sorry. You, 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 go back no, to your parable, bro. No, you're sorry. good. Uh, but yeah, if I wanted to steal your water bottle there, your Yeti, and I stuck it in my bag and I took it home, that's me jumping into sin. Yeah. Now, if we were hanging out, somehow it got in my backpack and I can't, went home with it, that is not necessarily a sin, but if I kept it for the rest of my life, that would just be me falling into something that wasn't right. Um, now, whether it's a sin or not is kind of a little bit vague in that illustration, but that's kind of the differences um, in a kind of a roundabout way of looking at it. Yep. Um, but then when it comes to willful actions, and that's kind of the next little portion of that is James chapter 4, verse 17 says, Therefore to him that knows what is good, and I'm paraphrasing here um, from the King James, and uh, doesn't do it, to him it's sin. Mm. So if you know what's good and you don't do it, you're in sin. Um, and I think that a lot of times we think of sin as, well, that's something that I, that I did. But a lot of times we're guilty in my life, I think, of doing things that we know is necessarily not the best. And then that becomes the sins of omission. Um, so I think that's another layer onto this onion of temptation and sin that we're dealing with and kind of trying to figure out how we can safeguard against this stuff uh, in order to see the outcome that I think Jesus would want. Yeah, yeah. I, man, I think, that, I think that's all good. And I just want to put a kind of put a bow on our conversation so the guys can kind of really have the nuts and the bolts of what we talked about. So, um, be active, yeah. be actively ruthless against rooting out, identifying and rooting out sin in your life. Um, have a, be proactive, have a plan, mm -hmm. know what you're going to do when that comes. Um, have people around you, yeah. you know, if it's appropriate, have a brother around you. If it's appropriate, have your wife around you, your girlfriend, whoever to rally around you and support you in that. Yeah. And then also have some tools in place, you know, um, covenant eyes or, um, you know, uh, I can't really think of anything else off the top of my head immediately, but yeah. you know, just tools and systems and processes in place yeah. that are going to allow you to be able to overcome, overcome, stand against, or in the case of sexual sin, flee. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, uh, that's kind of my thoughts on, on it. What, what do you have kind of in closing? Yeah. In closing, I think Ephesians chapter five puts it best in verses 15 and 16. It says, be very careful mm. how you live, not as the unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Yeah. That's where we live. We live in a world that is, especially as Ephesians puts it, it's ruled by the prince and power of the air. He's seeking whom he may devour. And he's looking, he knows he can't have us. And that's what makes him mad the most. He can't have us, so he's attacking with everything he has to people who are trying to do what is right. So we're in a war, and we tend to not have that kind of mindset as Christians. I know growing up it was, a, well, we go to church, we try to do good, you know, that kind of thing. And it was very just kind of wishy-washy. And we have to have the understanding that the days are evil. We live in a world that is controlled by Satan for the moment. Eventually that'll be remedied. But in the moment, 
we have to fight. And we fight through putting these safeguards up and helping brothers along. So maybe people out there, they might not be, um, they might not be dealing with certain issues or something like that, but you've got a brother or a friend who is. So be there for them, be that accountability for them, help them out in every way that you can. And they'll do the same for you. I trust. So I think that's something that's vitally important. Just be, be cautious. The days are evil. Yeah. It's a good word, man. All right. I'm going to pray us out, man. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being with us during this time. We know we're two or more gathered. You're here, so we thank you for that. Heavenly Father, we just uh, ask that um, as we go about our day and our week and our month and our year and our decade and all that, we just ask that uh, we live in your power to identify temptation when it comes and immediately turn from it and not allow it to flip-flop into sin, Lord. We just ask that uh, uh, you keep us pure, you keep us safe, and um, Lord, uh, we thank you that uh, we know we're fallen and that when we do struggle and have sin and uh, are disobedient to you, that you're still faithful and merciful to forgive us our sins and the blood of Christ covers that, Lord. So we just thank you for all that. Uh, Lord, just uh, keep us on the straight and narrow. Uh, keep keep this, the enemy away from us, and uh, we just trust you and praise you. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, that's our show today, guys. Appreciate you all tuning in and hanging out with us. Uh, if you liked what you heard, do not dis- subscribe. Don't you do it. Don't click the subscribe button. If you really, really liked it, don't leave us a comment. Don't even think about it. I will, I will find you. I will hunt you down and ask you nicely to not do that. Yes, you heard it here. Do not subscribe. <laughs> do not comment. Do not ring that bell. We, we, we have enough subscribers. We've got our, what are we at, 51? Yeah. 51 awesome people out there have subscribed. We don't, we don't, we don't need any more. Just kidding subscribe. We love it. All right, guys, be good. Catch you on the next one. You'd love your scent. Peace.